Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Let's get it. Train Em Up exists to equip young parents and discipling their children, helping them to be intentional, encourage imitation, and give instruction. My name is Joshua Chapman, and I have the privilege and honor of co-hosting this podcast with my lovely wife, Stephanie Chapman. Hey, hey. Glad to be here with you. How are you doing tonight? I am doing pretty well, baby. I'm tired, which is very normal. Um, how are you doing? Yes, the kids even know that. When we do highs and lows, they're always like, Daddy's low as he's tired. <laughs> they always know, yes, it's a pretty common theme around here with three little ones, yes, for sure. Indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into it. Yeah. Um, so to, today we are talking about the concept of freedom and faithfulness mm-hmm. in family discipleship. And so as we are getting closer to finishing season one, we are almost there. Can you believe Um, it? I know. It's crazy. Our (laughs) dreams coming true. (laughs) No, but I'm, I'm so glad you guys have been tracking with us through this season. And, you know, as we are getting closer to the end, when we look back on the episodes we've done so far, a lot of them have been about practical examples and ways that we can disciple our children. And so we just thought it would be very important to talk about how there really is so much freedom when it comes to what it can look like in your home as you seek to disciple your children. Mm -hmm. And so we want to highlight some of these freedoms. And then also, as we come to a a close of this um, season soon, we also want to focus on, you know, whatever way you choose to disciple your children, we just want to encourage you to do that faithfully mm-hmm. and to stay the course no matter the discouragement. Yeah. And we believe that the topic of freedom is very important because nowadays, especially if you look online, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to try to bind or mandate a conscience in areas where there are freedom, where there is freedom. Yeah. Um, we see it online. We probably even see it in our own hearts in specific mm, ways yeah. where we try to do this with others. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the problem isn't new. You know, when you think about um, the Bible, like Paul was addressing this very same issue. That's true. In Romans yeah. chapter 14, mm-hmm. like he's writing to the church in Rome that consists of Jews and Gentiles who are Christians. Um, and they had some tension. They had some friction as it pertains to you know, the days of the week uh, regarding Mm. which is more special and and food they would eat. Um, And understandably so, like the Jews where, man, they used to be living under the law. You know, they had the Sabbath day. They also had dietary restrictions. No bacon. You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, you had these Gentiles who's like, man, yeah, we can eat whatever. We've always enjoyed (laughs) this. Exactly. And (laughs) in the new covenant, Mm -hmm. you know, these things ain't binding. Like there is freedom. And so Paul is over here addressing them uh, on these conscious matters Mm -hmm. and telling them to, you know, not look, I mean, those who are mature don't look down upon the weaker brothers and those who are weaker don't judge uh, the stronger brothers in these ways. And, And so like, man, that's been happening back then. It still happens today. And one of the ways that, you know, we can see it today, especially as, you know, our kids are about to become, you know, age where they go to school formally Mm -hmm. in some type of capacity. Like, um, it seems as if 
you know, uh, in I'll preface this in God's kindness, we haven't experienced any of this in our church, right? But I do know that there are churches out there who experience some of this on this matter of like, man, some Christian parents would say that, like, man, if you're going to disciple your children well, then you need to homeschool yeah, them. That, that is the way. That is the mm-hmm. way right. to disciple your children mm-hmm. um, well, to raise them in the fear and instruction of the Lord. Right. And, you know, there are options, and praise God that the Lord yeah. gives options. That is a way, but that's not the way. Right. But you can easily bind a conscience right. and say that's the way. Yeah, and in the same way, I think we can also, because this conversation can become polarizing, the opposite side could also happen where those who are very pro-public school for good reason could Mm -hmm. say, you know, if you really want to disciple your children that you would send them to public school because that is how they can get to know non-Christians and Mm -hmm. live evangelistically. And, you know, and so as there are good desires and motives behind how parents choose what schooling option they do, we have to be careful that we're not saying God commands this of you. Like this is God's way, you know? And when it comes, and that's of course just an example and we could sit here and list so many, but so many. yes. But when it comes to family discipleship, you know, maybe you even could feel or assume like you're doing something wrong because you're not doing what so and so does, mm. you know, or yeah. discipling your children doesn't look like this family mm-hmm. who you look up to. And so we just want to have a conversation about how there really is so much freedom and what it can look like for you to disciple Facts. your children. Yeah. And so as we get into freedom first, um, you know, we love to define things and we've wrote our own definition here. <laughs> um, um, but this, get this, over Webster at us. Yes. <laughs> at, <laughs> at our definition. <laughs> Didn't Google this one. But just this definition here of freedom and family discipleship, meaning the ability to decide how you're going to go about discipling your children without feeling confined to a specific activity or model. Mm-hmm. And so there are just many ways that parents can go about discipling their children. If you were to put 10 different families in one room to discuss <laughs> how they intentionally <laughs> disciple their children, you are going to get 10 different answers. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll hear some similarities. Yeah, yeah. You might even hear variations of the same thing. True. But then you'll also probably hear some very different things. Mm. And we want to praise God for all of those different variations. Yeah, and yeah. the similarities in all of that. Um, and it's important for us to remember on this topic that what is mandated is that we raise our children to fear and instruction of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, Ephesians chapter six. Yes. Amen. You know, what's important or what's mandated is that we make disciples, you know, the great commission and our children, they need to know the Lord. Right. And so we're trying to lead them to Christ yeah. or even uh, Matthew, or Deuteronomy chapter six, like that we talk about God and his word regularly. Like mm-hmm. those things are mandated. Yes. And so that is what we are to do. Mm-hmm. We're to be very intentional in training our children in fear and instruction of the Lord, teaching them about Christ, modeling his likeness and following his ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's mandated is the work. What's not mandated is the way That's good. by which that we are to do that. You caught those alliterations. That's good. <laughs> you know, so what's not I expect ma- nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> but what's not mandated is you know what we do, how we go about it, and when we do it. Mm. You know, like the what. 
What exactly parents do to instruct their children in the Lord is not a one size fit all. Preach it. That's you good. Know, ex- That's what we and, need to hear. And, and though there will be some similarities, mm-hmm. it's still not a one size fit all. Right. And so for the sake of practicality, we will use uh, the formal time in discipleship, uh, discipling our children as an example. And so think about these options. You know, you have family worship where you're gathering together to read, pray, and sing, as we talked about in episode three. You have scripture memory, where you're um, teaching your children how to commit to learning God's word verbatim, hiding in their heart. We talked about that in episode four. Catechism, uh, which is instructing our children about God and his word through Q&A. Talked about that this season. You also have like creeds and confessions, which we haven't talked about. Um, to where some parents maybe try to uh, teach, help their children learn the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed or even the Athanasian Creed. Over my head, um, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, like I know a parent, I know a dad who uh, walked his child through the Apostles' Creed, committing it to memory and also instructing him about these truths that are rooted in Scripture. It's and so like, that's an example. Yeah. Um, you even have Bible time where you just come together to study God's word, not just read a passage, but actually dig in, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, man, there's just so many things yeah. that can be done as you labor towards raising your children in the fear and instruction of the Lord. No, that's so good. You know, and freedom is not only about what a family can do, but also how they do it, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's maybe good. there are several families who are all doing family worship but some may sing together and others don't, mm-hmm. you know, some, for some, it might last 20 to 30 minutes. And for others, it's gotta be five. Yeah. <laughs> like us. We yeah. Got the two minute drill. <laughs> you know, and for some, maybe they are reading the sermon text that's coming up or that just passed mm-hmm. or for others, they're doing the Jesus storybook Bible right yeah. now. Or just walking through a book of the Bible. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know, again, others, they might do it over dinner. Mm-hmm. Others that's, might. That's what Crawford Loritz did with his family. Yes. That's and red. a lot of, it seems like a lot of families choose to do that. Yeah. And, you know, but others, they might do it first thing in the morning or the last thing before bed. Yeah. And so, again, this is just family worship we're talking about. And look at all the different variations mm-hmm. that could go into that. Yeah. Another with scripture memory, you know, some might do it um, to music where they are learning every verse they memorize to a song. We know a family that does that. Yes, to help them learn that. And others, they might do Scripture Ninja Warrior. (laughs) Or maybe that's just us. (laughs) But it's a, you know. Bruce Leroy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's Um, one of them black cultural references growing up. I got you. You You put me on. I know over time. So, but, you know, so, yeah, we like to do it in some crazy way where that might not fit every family's, exactly. you know, liking, you know, then we think about conversations that happen after church, you mm-hmm. know, this is a way to disciple your children. Well, some might take the children's ministry handout yeah. and work through that with their children throughout the week and really want to, you know, reinforce what was taught. Whereas others might just have a quick conversation over lunch that day mm-hmm. and not talk about it again. Yeah. Um, and, and then they're it, still being intentional with that as well. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> but this, again, there's freedom on how to take the resource from church and use it with your children. Absolutely. Yeah. And even as we get into the, how often, you know, mm-hmm. there's definitely freedom there. Like, man, you can, and what you do, you also get to choose the frequency by which you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, some things may be daily, some may be twice a week. 
Um, or some just maybe once a week and just weekly. Like I know a family that does family worship weekly on Tuesdays, you know, and they've also implemented playing a game um, together afterwards. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I want to join. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> to where like, man, their kids begin to remind the parents mm-hmm. about that because they're looking forward. They're anticipating yeah. and looking forward to playing the game. It's shrewd. You know, yeah, very shrewd. <laughs> it's dope, but yeah. it's a regular rhythm. Yeah. You know, some people are like, man, that's not frequent enough, but it's just like, man, that's a regular rhythm and 52 times a year. Right. And multiply that times how many times um, over the years, you know, exactly. so that's a lot of times. That's very frequent. Yes. Um, you know, so, so you got that, you got, and, yeah. and, all to say, there is freedom in the frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As to and and truth be told, as your children get older, you just might change it up. Yeah. You know, like, shows how much freedom there is. That even for yourself, it's not always going to look the yeah, same way. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's catechism, scripture memory, family worship, like it all just might look different in the frequency yeah. in the next season. Yeah. No. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're less faithful or unfaithful mm-hmm. um, to this. Yeah, that's so good. And so as we kind of just break down what we mean by freedom here, and hopefully you're seeing that through these examples we're given, we just want to talk about a few temptations that can come because of the freedom that's here. We don't always think there's so much freedom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would say the first temptation would be when you hear what others are doing, and maybe not just in person, but you see something online, you know, or Mm -hmm. you check Pinterest for something as you hear or you see what others are doing, if it's different than what you're doing, the temptation can be to condemn yourself or to bind your own conscience and think, Oh, I should be doing that. Mm. Not just, Oh, I should, I want to try that, but no, I need to do that because that is faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And that kind of comparison can really rob you of joy in the act of discipling your children. um, When you start to compare and think that you're not measuring up to some standard out there. That's a word right there, baby. That's a word. Well, and it's so easy to do. I can, I do it often. I see these crafts that moms do, you know, that really illustrate a Bible point that they're teaching their children. I'm like, Oh, Why didn't I think of that? Or, oh, I need to go do that now. Let me go buy all those craft supplies. It's like, no, like, that's not what the Lord commands of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't need to be bound by that. You know, another temptation, though, on the flip side is when you hear what others are doing or see what others are doing and you pass judgment on them Mm -hmm. as if they're not living up to this standard that you've set for what it means to disciple their children. Yeah, kind of like the Pharisee in Luke 18. You know, the Pharisee and the tax collector. And the Pharisee is like, Mm -hmm. you know, man, God, I do this, this. I ain't that that tax collector Yeah, but I'm not doing what he's doing. Yeah, Yeah, so we can have that same disposition when it comes to family discipleship. Yes, exactly. So those two different ends of the spectrum we need to be aware or be aware of and, and... turn away from. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last temptation to be mindful of is that because there's freedom, that doesn't mean you're free to not do anything. (laughs) You know, we, this is true. Yes. That's not what we mean by freedom (laughs) as disciple your children or don't disciple your children. It's like, no, God calls us to disciple our children. Amen. Um, and so we want to seek to obey God in teaching our children about Jesus and his word. Yeah. And following temptations also want to give encouragements on this matter, um, seeing that everyone's bandwidth and capabilities are different. Mm-hmm. We can't do it all. 
And we would encourage you to not do it all. You know, what we want to encourage is to prayerfully consider, you know, what you want to do, what you can do and stick with it. Yeah. You know, in this season, some of the things that we name, we do a few of those, mm-hmm. um, but we don't do everything. Yeah. And you some know? we do more consistently and than others. And some we do more consistently yeah. than others. And so what you don't want to do is overload yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if we do too much, we may be tempted towards burnout. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so that and then we also don't want to overload our children or we may overextend them mm-hmm. to where we're just doing this and this and this and this and this. And now, like they're struggling to remember hardly anything because anything yeah, there's too many things coming at them, <laughs> coming at them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so they certainly can learn more than what we think. At the same time, right. we want to be mindful of where they are. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's and so, good. so, yeah, let's just resist the temptation to do it all. We don't want to be like spinning plates so mm-hmm. to speak, to where it's just like, oh, this plate's going and spinning. All right, now I'm going to get another plate going spin. I got to go back Don't over let that here. one drop. Don't yep. let that one drop. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're spinning so many plates, and then you've seen that all of the plates going to yeah. fall, and the plates are going to yeah. break. Yeah. And so what we would encourage is, man, choose one or two or a few things mm-hmm. and be very faithful yeah. in that. No, it's so, so good. Um, and, yeah, and I think it's good – you know, that's why we wanted to point that out, because as we've set these different examples before you in our different episodes, is that, you know, you pray through that, you seek the Lord yeah. and, and you decide what steps to take, you know, yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. And so this kind of brings us to our other half of the episode where our responsibility in our calling as parents isn't to do every idea out there, <laughs> as Joshua just pointed out. But what our calling is, is to be found faithful ooh, ooh, in the work ooh. of discipling come our on, children. Come on, you, baby, you got to say that again. All right, let me say, say it again. Say it again, girl. <laughs> say it again. So our responsibility in our calling as parents isn't to do every discipleship idea out there. Mm-hmm. But our calling is to be found faithful in discipling our wow. children. Wow, come on now. <laughs> and so this work... It is hard. Yes. And any sort of ministry in particular, you know, you name it, is going to be difficult because discouragement is real when it seems that our efforts are in vain. Mm, That's true, too. It is. You know this. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) And this discouragement is often accompanied with the temptation to give up when we don't see fruit. Oh, man, Um, you you going in. So we talked about temptation on the back end of freedom. We're going to hit on it on the front end where (laughs) that temptation is going to be to give up when you don't see fruit. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to encourage is faithfulness in this good work because that's our role. God just calls us to be faithful while we entrust the fruit of our efforts to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so with faithfulness, our definition here is that it is an enduring and unwavering commitment to specific actions. Mm -hmm. And so those actions that we're talking about are the actions of discipling our children. We want to have an enduring and unwavering commitment to that. Come on, come on. And as I just mentioned, you know, family discipleship is difficult. It is. It's taxing. Yes. It's exhausting. Oh, yeah. It's the harder thing, right? There are easier things to do with our kids. So it is the harder thing because it does take effort. It can take some planning sometimes. And one of the hardest is it takes consistency. (laughs) You know. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Amen. (laughs) And on the other side of it is we also have children who are sinners and who can be defiant, Mm. you know, who, as we've talked about, our children are toddlers. And so 
even just getting them to listen or to engage can be a challenge. Yeah, like um, almost like pulling teeth. Yeah. yeah, and their lack of excitement can be deflating yeah. when you're really trying to make it fun for mm-hmm. them. You know, and then I would say the most discouraging thing we can find is when we don't see any fruit from our labor. Yeah. Now, I don't want to say all these things to deter you from doing it because yeah, no, 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 no. what we want to encourage is for you to do it. And so Joshua's going to kind of get into... Oh, before that, though, okay. what you're trying to do is paint a real picture. Yes. That's not to say that that's all that it is because there are moments of sweetness. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But there also are a number, uh, many moments of right. discouragement, yes. frustrations, sadness, yeah. to where you're just like, golly. Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know... I think we all hear this at times with Instagram or Facebook is we can post the highlight reels Mm -hmm. and everybody sees the the fun moments of our lives. And think that that's all your life. Yes. (laughs) And what we don't want to paint through this podcast is that discipleship of our children is always going to be fun and it's always going to be easy and our kids are always going to learn the verse or Mm -hmm. they're always going to get the catechism question right. It's like, or just be engaged the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't want to paint that picture no, that, no. oh, if you're discipling right, your kids are always engaged and always memorizing and learning. Yeah. That's just not the case. No, and so it's not because true. it's difficult, we want to talk about how the call is just to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, like, man, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, probably one I just really seem to quote or meditate on almost once a week is first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 mm-hmm. where Paul says therefore my dear brothers and sisters be steadfast immovable always excelling in the Lord's work because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain amen man and so it's like a go-to verse because oftentimes it does feel in vain yeah. as you're faithfully laboring. You're not mm-hmm. seeing much fruit. You're so tempted to want to give up. You're so tempted to want to throw in a towel, just move on or just be like, man, golly. Um, you begin to ask the question, is it worth it? And here in this verse, God assures us that it's not in vain. You know, the verse assumes that the work will be hard. And that there be temptation to want to throw in a towel mm-hmm. because ministry is hard. Family discipleship is hard. Mm-hmm. And yet Paul is exhorting us to have this unwavering commitment yeah. to being faithful in the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even guarantee that there's going to be fruit. He just says that it's not in vain. Hmm. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. Like, man, I want to encourage us to re- to to refuse to let our discouragement result in us giving up. Yeah. You know, but yeah. instead see it as a sign to pray more. That's good. Yeah. You know, and labor even more. Hmm. You know, like uh, in John O's book, Prayer, uh, he talked about how anxiety is like that uh, divine hmm. alarm clock telling you it's time to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or we can apply that same principle yeah. in family discipleship to where the discouragement, let that serve as a divine alarm clock, yeah. letting you know that it's time for me to pray yeah. about this, to yeah. draw near to the Lord. Yeah. Um, to press on. In to it. press on even more yeah. because you love them. And you want them to know Christ. I even think with the discouragement, I'm often reminded of spiritual warfare. And it's like, okay, no. 
Satan, you ain't winning this battle. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The Lord is on my side and we're going to get through this. Yeah, my flesh ain't winning this battle. Like, man, we're going to, yeah, I'm going to draw near to God. Yeah. And so as we keep at it, one of the things I would encourage that we keep at it with prayer. That's good. You know, like in the discouragement, in the frustration, in the disappointment, uh, I would encourage us to persevere. That doesn't mean that there won't be times to call audibles and adjust yeah. things and our expectations. But what I will say is like, man, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Remain faithful and be prayerful. Be prayerful for the routine. Be prayerful for your heart. Be prayerful for the hearts of your children. Mm-hmm. Um, to where as you do these things over time, Lord willing, they may pick up more and more mm-hmm. um, than what we think, and, and they may begin to adjust to the routine. That's good. Because um, the reality is God is always doing far more than what we can see with physical eyes. Say that again. Let me say that again. <laughs> the reality is God is always doing far more than what we can see yeah. with physical eyes. Yeah, we can't see that heart work going on. We can't see. Yeah. You know, he does say that his word doesn't return void. Amen. That's good. You know? Yeah, that's what he's that's what he says. So he's doing some sort of work. It doesn't come back empty. Yeah. You know, this is where we just have to trust and walk by faith. Yeah. Amen. And so we want to stay at it. And when we think about, you know, discipleship, seeking to advance God's kingdom through evangelism, discipleship, specifically family discipleship is what we're talking about. You know, the scriptures kind of describe our occupation as fishermen and farmers. Two things I'm great at. Two things I'm great at, too. <laughs> just I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I being from the city. Nothing to say about fishing or farming. Me either. But. Me either. But you know. God does. But so God let's does. Hear what it and is. he does. He says it to a people who are very familiar with yes. that, with those occupations. You know, but as we think about it, like, man, evangelism, Jesus himself talks about discipleship, Matthew 4. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You know, also think about the parable of the soils in Mark four, where he talks about how the farmer goes out and sows, you know, and so we think about seeking to raise our children to fear and instruction of the Lord, discipling them um, with evangelism and discipleship. It's like, man, we are tilling the soil. We're plowing, we're sowing, we're watering, um, and we're praying for God to do the growth. That's good. You know, um, and then you think about a fisherman. He's putting, you know, uh, the bait on the hook or he's casting a wide net um, into the water. And then what does he do? He waits. He waits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. go back to the farmer part. He does all this work and the fruit won't come in that season. Yeah. What does he have to do? Or wait. she, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He or she, they have to wait. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing all of this with our kids in the context of a relationship where we're plowing, we're tilling, we're fishing, we're faithfully sharing God's word, mm-hmm. and it requires patience. Yeah, you know, good. when we think about it, you know, patience is an essential tool belt um, in your ministry. You know what I'm saying? If your yeah. ministry is... If you have tools in your tool belt, patience is, is an essential uh, tool. Yeah. You know, that's really and good. so it's like, man, you don't always reap in sowing season. Yeah. And so we got to be faithful and we also have to apply this perspective in regards mm-hmm. to family discipleship. Yeah. You don't always catch a fish the first hour that Not <laughs> that at you all. Fish. That's why I don't fish. <laughs> I'm like, that's, I can't sit that long and just wait. No, but at, like you said, at, that's, the perspective we need to have yeah. with our children. Yeah. Last thing for me is like, even when you think about training, you know, training is, is 
forward thinking and mm-hmm. future oriented. That's good. You know, like training our children up, like training yeah, okay. our children mm-hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're doing things now, trying to lay the foundation now mm-hmm. in hopes that we'll be able to build on those things later in hopes that the routines stick later and we're able to have more and better conversations mm-hmm. later you know what i'm saying it's really uh forward thinking and future oriented yeah that's so good you know and so as we talk about from god's word this need to persevere that he's calling us to be steadfast and immovable that he's giving these examples of being patient as we do this work of sowing we do this work of casting the net we just have five key ingredients to help you stay the course mm-hmm. yes it's kind of like the children's book the little engine that could yeah. you know i think i can i, I think, think i can, can. I, I think, think I, can. I, can. I can you know and he finally gets up that hill and mm-hmm. we just want these five ingredients to help remind you you can yeah. you can mm, you can come on now. come on and so the first one would be, I'm sure you can guess it, is prayer. As mm. Josh was already mentioned, how important it is for us to be prayerful in this process of discipling our children. You know, you think of Luke 18, 1, where Jesus tells them the parable of the need to pray always and not give up. Mm-hmm. He is calling us to pray constantly about the same things, knowing that life is hard and there's going to be a temptation to give up on the different things that we're, you know, trying to labor in. Yeah. And he encourages us to pray in order to help us not give up. Mm-hmm. So prayer really can be a means for helping us persevere. You know, as First Peter 5, 7 says, to cast all our cares on him because he cares about you. Mm-hmm. You know, as we take things to the throne, we're reminded not just that we you know, shouldn't give up, but that he cares mm. about what we are Amen. discouraged about That's and really that he good. can help us. And then another would be encouragement. So first we want to be prayerful. The second is we want to get around other people who can provide encouragement mm-hmm. to us. And may we do that for other families. Yeah, You know, this can be really helpful. Um, when we are with other church members to be able to be real with them mm-hmm. when we're discouraged in family discipleship. Yeah. And it's a way for us to get to share our burdens that others may bear those with us mm, and encourage on. us towards faithfulness. Amen. You know, scripture says that we need each other to help build one another up in Christ. Um, as we remember that our faith is personal and it's also communal. Mm. You know, you think of even just the sweet example of Jonathan and David's friendship from the Old Testament in 1 Samuel 23, verse 16, it talks about how Jonathan came to David in Horesh and he encouraged him in his faith in God. Mm. And so, you know, may we be Jonathan's in one another's life and may we also bear our burdens and invite others to be Jonathan's for us when we're discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Our third ingredient to persevering in faithfulness would be to think about testimonies. Mm. One, maybe your own testimony is one of the Lord saving you at a young age. And praise the Lord. You know, and maybe it's one where the Lord saved you as an adult, but you look back and see seeds that people were sowing throughout your life that were you know, the Lord was using to draw you to himself. Mm-hmm. It is always encouraging for us when we're um, voting new members in to our church to hear testimonies of the Lord saving work. Mm-hmm. And just that reminder that 
as people are sowing and sharing the gospel, God is saving, yeah. you know? And Amen. so may we stay strengthened to know the gospel is the power of salvation, yeah. you yeah. know? And that also, if you have children who are already Christians, that that God's word is the power to sanctify mm-hmm. and that he will continue to conform them into the image of his son. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Other one I would say is, you know, celebrate the small victories. So um, good. We so need that in it our is life. So <laughs> important. You know, like man, if your child gets more of a verse memorized Celebrate. or they they sit, you know, during a family worship or they sing during the family worship or they say a thoughtful prayer um, and not just repeat what they've heard, but you can tell like they have put some thought into it or they, you know, say kind words mm-hmm. um, or even call out, man, that's a way to love your neighbors yourself. Like whatever those things, like when you see the small victory, celebrate yeah. that, you know, let, let that they, be wind in your sails. Yeah. Let that yeah. be wind in your sails to build you up all the more, mm-hmm. not just focus on the big things, right? you know, but focus on the small victories yeah. And, and yeah, like seeing it, that is from God. That's yeah. a kindness of the Lord. So good. And so celebrate that. And fifth and our fifth and final encouragement is man, um, to think about the commendation that you have received from the Lord on that final day. Hmm. You know, uh, there's a parable in Matthew chapter 25, um, you know, um, how the Lord, the manager gave all of them finances and work to do. And they came back and it's like, man, you gave me five talents. Here's five more talents. You know, say I multiplied and the same person did the same thing with two. And, and with those two workers, they received the very same response from hmm. the master. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's so good. You know, and yeah. man, we we want to hear those yes, words on so, that final day yeah. where we stand before the Lord and give an account for the ways that we've stewarded mm. all that God has given us. And that includes our time with our children as parents. Yeah. You know, like, man, we want to, we want to be faithful to where we hear those words, yeah. well done, good and faithful servant. Not that we earn salvation because it's by grace through faith. No. At the same time, we steward well all that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be faithful in this notice. Also, he didn't say well done, good and fruitful servant. Yeah. You know, it's well done, yeah. good and faithful servant. And you even see one had five more and the other had 10. So like, even as we talked about, freedom in the mm-hmm. beginning it's like not everybody's ministry is going to look the exact exactly. same but he just is calling us to be faithful in that ministry yeah. yeah and so even in this it's like man labor towards that day you know as we formally disciple our children and the seasons and the rhythms we put in place and what we focus on and how we're faithful over the time like man just encourage us to live for that day mm-hmm. you know to where like man you give an account with a yeah. clear conscience and prayerfully you hear the sweet commendation from the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Nothing better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so good. Yeah. May that fuel us on those days of discouragement to continue in this good work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, y'all, um, thanks for rocking with us yeah. in this episode. Always appreciate it. Yeah. And it's a joy. And so hopefully you are encouraged by the content and if you are again you can help us out and hook us up by you know giving uh, a favorable 
like or response <laughs> on, you know, wherever you listen to the podcast and then leave also a favorable comment. Yeah. Um, that will help us out and hook us up. Yeah. And so until next time. Grace and peace.